Hey everyone, this is Dr. William Clark here. So glad that you're joining us for the Dr. William Clark podcast. This podcast is focused on helping nonprofits simplify the fundraising processes they use so they can build six-figure programs without chasing funders. I don't know about you, but I wish I knew this information before I started working in the nonprofit world years ago. But I'm here to help you build six-figure programs and I'm here to help you on your journey. So would you be so kind to not only listen to this podcast, would you also rate, would you also subscribe, would you also comment on this podcast wherever you're listening? And lastly, would you also be kind enough to share this podcast with a friend or a colleague who you believe can benefit from the content we're sharing? Now, we are here to help and support you on this journey, and I believe that we have some resources that can help you quite a bit. So go ahead, like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast. Now, let's jump into our show. Hey everybody, this is Dr. William Clark for the Dr. William Clark Podcast. Glad to have you guys for, ne- for another episode. This is the podcast where we talk about nonprofit fundraising strategies, strategy development, leadership development. Glad to be with you guys for another episode. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about how to fundraise for anything you want for or need for your nonprofit. Now, I want to simplify uh, this uh, process. And uh, as we're doing this podcast today, we're also live in Clubhouse within the Nonprofit Funding Tips uh, Club. If you ever in Clubhouse, would you go ahead and search for that club, join, and follow us? Uh, we're glad to have you. I want to shout out Letitia. We had a conversation this morning about her nonprofit and uh, I haven't shared this strategy in quite a while and so I decided you know what let me just share this with everybody uh, because this is something that uh, definitely works and and I'm going to use the fundraising masterclass as an example for this uh, because one we're taking enrollment right now enrollment is open we have a few seats left for the masterclass if you have not submitted your application as you listen to this clubhouse uh, session if you as you listen to this podcast go ahead and DM me Ask me for the application. Also, uh, if you have received the application, uh, go ahead and finish the process. Uh, yes, you got to fill out your information, but go ahead and select your payment option. We want to make sure we have your seats uh, saved for you. Now, uh, the reason why we're going to be utilizing the masterclass as an example for how to fundraise for anything, because I think it's a great way to talk about how to get a need met. Now, we're offering the masterclass as a professional development session for you. We offer these so that you can always improve in some sort of skill. As a nonprofit leader, as a leader of anything, of any space, of a business, whatever the case may be, it's super important for you to always be in the mode of learning. And for those who are joining the room, welcome on in. Let me uh, get through my monologue. We're recording the podcast live, then we'll take your questions. But it's always important for you uh, to always be in the mode of learning and growing, guys. You cannot get stagnant with what you are doing and what you are working on. You got to be constantly thinking about ways to get better, ways to evolve, ways to adjust, ways to shift. Okay, That is key for your leadership. It's key for your ability to direct an organization programmatically. It's key for your ability to raise money for your organization, etc., if you're in a business of changing culture, if you're in a business of acquiring other organizations, building boards, building structures, teams, whatever the case may be, you got to learn how to learn and you got to learn how to shift. This is standard expectations of every leader. I hope you guys are writing this down. You got to learn how to learn. You got to learn how to shift. All right. Now, as a part of that journey, uh, and you trying to figure out how to fundraise 
for any and everything you need for your nonprofit, whether it's rent, whether it's technology, whether it's staff salaries, whether it's fill in the blank for the program. Uh, there is a strategy I want you to start thinking about, and it really begins with kind of this mental shift that we all have to make when it comes to fundraising. The reality is, and let me just help you here as we get started on this ride today, you are a fundraiser. No matter what organization you're leading, no matter what your mission is, no matter what your purpose is, no matter what your goals are, no matter what you're trying to accomplish, you, my friends, are fundraisers. Yes, doesn't matter what your purpose is, no matter what your goals are, no matter what your mission is, no matter what your vision is, you're a fundraiser. In fact, let's take that a step further. You are a salesperson. Your job in this role of your nonprofit, no matter what its life cycle is, your job is to sell, 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 sell. You are in the business of selling. Selling what? Selling you, selling your mission, selling your purpose, selling your goals, selling your outcomes, etc. When you fill out a grant application, you're selling. When you're asking donors to support you, you're selling. When you're asking volunteers to give of something, whether it's time or substance, you're selling. Whether you're asking board members to join your board, you're selling. And don't leave this one out. Whether you're recruiting people to join your program, even though it's free to them, you still got to sell, baby. It is all about sales. You are a salesman or a saleswoman. I really want that to sink in, guys. You can't move in this space, no matter what business it is, for-profit, non-profit, but specifically for nonprofits, you can't move in this space without realizing and acknowledging that you are a salesperson. You're constantly in sales mode. And this is why many organizations struggle. This is why many organizations don't hit their goals and their targets. This is why many organizations are underwhelmed with the outcomes that they get because they aren't selling effectively. They're not good at sales. They're not good at making an impact. They're not good at letting people know why they should join. Here's the thing. You're running a nonprofit. You're running a program, and your program is free to the public, but you can't fill the seats in your program. That's a problem. Something that is so-called free, and yet you can't fill the seats, that is a super huge problem, guys. I really hope you guys are processing this. Have you ever thought about this? That your program's free to the kids, it's free to their parents, it's free to their grandmama and them, and you still can't fill the seats. It's because you haven't embraced the fact that you are in salesperson mode. You're constantly selling. And let me just share this with you guys. The, the, the flair of your flyer ain't going to get it done. Don't get it twisted. You want a quality flyer. You want quality social media presence, etc. But that's not going to get it done. Having a social media presence isn't going to get it done. Doing a bunch of TikTok videos and trying to be relevant to your youth population isn't going to get it done. What's going to get it done, especially in what this is what we've learned in this COVID environment, what's going to get it done is us actually offering something that people want and need. While you feel called to do X, Y, Z, while you feel called to perform this service or to meet this need, while you feel called to provide this service or this program to the community, I wonder if you have taken the time to do an assessment of your community to determine if they want that thing that you're doing, if they want the service that you're providing, 
if they want the program that you are pitching and selling. Way too many times we are offering things to the community that the community has not verified that they want. We put on the community things that we think are important because of what we've been through, what we've seen, what we're looking at in a community. And the reality is people have not verified or confirmed that they want this very thing. Can I tell you that when you're applying for major grants, when you're putting uh, yourself out there in front of funders, they are asking How do you know that this is a need? What data, what statistics, what information, what verification have you done? It's not just the community, uh, I see the community suffering and they need this. It's also, this is what the community has said. It's also, this is what the data is saying to us. It's also, this is what we've seen based upon results that we have started to generate without even getting your money, Mr. or Mrs. Funder. So we have to get in the mindset, guys, of offering stuff that the community actually wants and the community actually needs. I hope that this is starting to shift something in some of you in this room. Offer what people need and want, not what you think is best. Not because I heard from God and God said, listen, we hear we hear a lot of stuff and sometimes I'm not sure God even said it. We got to confirm this thing because even if you want to use the God complex and say God said, cool, whatever he says has to be reaffirmed in the earth. If you're a believer, his will be done in heaven as it is on earth. Cool. If he said something to heaven downloaded to you and nobody's reaffirming that in the earth, there's a problem. There's a disconnect. This ain't nothing about your faith. This has nothing to do about your faith and don't get it twisted. You're not less of a believer if you find out you were wrong. It's just that you were wrong. Go back to the drawing board, go back to your prayer closet and get it right. Verify the stuff. So let's kind of move this conversation forward. How do you get stuff paid for in your nonprofit? How do you fundraise for anything and everything you want and need of your nonprofit? I want to use the example of the fundraising masterclass that we are now taking enrollment for. We have just a few seats left. And yes, I am saving a seat just for you. You who are listening to this podcast, you were listening to this clubhouse session. I'm saving a seat just for you. So the question is, how do you pay for it? Now, we offer this uh, particular uh, uh, masterclass at the date of this recording. It's for $7.97. Of course, if you listen to this six months from now, it is liable to change, so don't hold me to it. But the upfront cost is $7.97, and we also have other payment options. But the question is, and I and again want to shout out Letitia. She said to me, Dr. Clark, we're going to get this done, but you know what? I'm a fundraiser to get somebody to pay for it. I haven't heard somebody say that in a long time. So then it begs the question, how do you do that? Well, there are a couple of things I just want to share with you around how to fundraise for the masterclass. But I want you to take this thought, these thoughts, and supersede it and super uh, apply it to other things that are relevant to your work. So let's figure out a couple of ways to pay for a course that, as of this recording, costs $797. Well, clearly, you can ask somebody just to pay it. And then, boom, there it is. All right, that's number one. Number two, you can look at what's in your board, your nonprofit account. And if you haven't done so already, it's really important for you to set up a nonprofit budget. A part of your budget should include professional development and training. As the executive director, as the leader, as a C-suite leader, you are responsible for leading your organization into its undefined future, its ever-evolving future. Come January 2020... Did you know, could you predict that there was going to be a pandemic that would have shifted everything about your nonprofit? The likely answer is no. And if that is the case, 
then you are leading your organization blindly, not knowing what is to come. And so in order to be prepared for the what ifs that you may know about and the what ifs that you don't know about, you got to constantly be in a mode of learning. So you should have in your budget something for professional development and education. If you don't have that, work with your board, add it into your budget, and then there, again, is the opportunity to take the money out of the nonprofit to join the master class as a part of your ongoing development and education. Number three, you can break this down. You can divide eight, 797 divided by four. It's roughly $200 or so, a little less than $200 or so. And you can ask four people to sponsor you joining this masterclass. You can break it down by even more. Say, hey, we want to have six people give 100 bucks to sponsor your seat for this masterclass. If you want to be even more specific and have it even more affordable, you want to have 12 people sponsor you at the clip of 66 bucks. You can do the math and keep on going, guys. What am I teaching you? This is how you fundraise for your programs. You break it down by having a budget. You have the total cost, the total accurate cost of a thing you're trying to do, whether it's a program, whether it's a building, whether it's uh, a new site development, new staff, whatever the case may be. With every grant you submit, there's a full programmatic budget. Let's say it's a million dollars. There is not going to be one funder who's going to pay a million dollars to fund your entire program. So you're going to have to be responsible for figuring out who am I going to pursue in my fundraising plans. We talked about this morning, Letitia. Who in my fundraising plan is going to help me get there? There may be somebody that's willing to give a half million. There's going to be a couple people that's going to give me a, a 100000 And there's going to be a bunch of people that's going to give me 50000 25000 10000 etc. That, that's what we call payment options. And the options are not necessarily defined by you. They're defined by the funder who releases the RFP that says, hey, we're releasing this particular grant for this amount of money. If you're interested, apply. And when you start to apply for all these grants and they add up what you're doing, and this is how I teach my clients to build six-figure programs, to raise six figures for their nonprofit programs, not the nonprofit itself. I teach you how to raise six figures for each program, which makes you a multimillion-dollar nonprofit. You have to have multiple funders supporting a singular program. One program has multiple funders supporting it in order for it to reach its goal of six figures. So it's not going to be one funder giving you $100,000 and you're good to go. No, it's going to be one. It's going to be several funders who are going to give you the resources to kind of meet the need. Again, one may give you 75, one may give you 25, cool. Two may give you 50, cool. One may give you 50, and two others may give you 25. There's going to be endless combinations of this. And when it comes to the master class, and I keep inviting you guys to the master class, you can fund this out of your own pocket, cool. Stop buying McDonald's and Starbucks and you're ready to go, cool, the money's there. But you can also have your board sponsor you. You can have family members sponsor your education. You can have people in your corner <clears throat> sponsor your education. Heck, you can sell some cupcakes and have the cupcakes sponsor your education, whatever the case may be. But I want you to be creative about how you can fund the masterclass. And the reason why I'm going to ask this question and make this the conversation for today is because as you think about ways to sponsor the masterclass and your seat in the masterclass, it's going to also unlock ideas on how you can raise six figures minimum for each of your programs. Now, if you're part of the Clubhouse session yesterday and part of the, uh, the podcast yesterday, we talked about how to raise $50,000 in six months or less 
In reality, we looked at raising $86,000 something dollars in six months or less. If you missed that uh, Clubhouse session, simply go to uh, your favorite podcasting platform, search for the Dr. William Clark podcast, look at yesterday's date, how to raise $50,000 in less than six months, and you can listen to the replay. All right. But I'm going to be inviting folks <clears throat> up to the stage to have this conversation. The question I'm going to be answering is, all right, cool, wait a minute. What did you take away from today's session? But also, how can you successfully and strategically raise your funds for the masterclass? Because this is how you're going to start thinking through raising serious money for your nonprofit programs. The truth is people need your nonprofit. The truth is people need what you have to offer. The truth is the community is waiting for you to figure out how to bring your programs in so that they can meet the needs and have their needs met. And if you as the executive director are not thinking about ways to raise money, multiple revenue streams to support your nonprofit programs, you're losing. I'll close by this uh, with this statement. <clears throat> you now guys are in the mode as leaders of sustaining your nonprofit organizations. In 2011, I enrolled into my doctoral program and in that summer, after I started the program, my home church in Philadelphia was destroyed by Hurricane Irene. That was probably the, f no, that was the second time I saw my father cry. The first time I saw my dad cry was when he uh, did my wedding ceremony. The second time I saw him cry was several years later when he called me five o'clock in the morning <clears throat> and said, hey, you got to come down to the church. I said, why? It's five o'clock in the morning. There's a hole in the wall. I said, Dad, what you talking about? That don't make any sense. He said, dude, there's a hole in the wall coming down to the church. Guys, I now if you're part of my master class, I may show you guys the pictures of this. There is no word to describe what I saw. And even if I do my best to describe it, you won't believe it till I show you the pictures. There was literally a hole in the side of the church done by a water-based hurricane. And it's crazy. It's crazy to even articulate this message. And the best way I can describe it, if you're a Christian, and if you're not, bear with me. But if you're a Christian, we grew up learning about Jesus resurrected from the dead. Obviously, we just, re we just celebrated it on Sunday. But as kids in the Christian church, we've seen these images where there was a stone rolled away on the side of a mountain. And you see a hole in the side of a mountain. If you've seen that, then you've seen how my church looked after the hurricane destroyed it. And I, I, I kid you not. Craziness. It was during that moment, a semester into my doctor program, I finally got my topic of what I'm going to focus my research on. Now, typically, it takes a year or two to kind of get yourself together. That inspired me. I was inspired not just by the whole. I was inspired also because I knew my wife and I were planning to move to Connecticut years later. We didn't know when. We didn't know how. But I needed to make sure my church, my home church, was sustained because it didn't have any growth plans in place. And from there, that's where I got my doctoral thesis, Sustainable, How to Sustain a Nonprofit and an Organization and a Church a Faith-Based Institution. And in that book, I talk about the infrastructure necessary to generate sustainable revenue outside of grants. Grants are awesome, but nonprofits have the privilege and the ability and the gift to raise money from several sources. And if you're not doing so, as we instructed today, bringing in multiple revenue sources to support what you need for your organization, you're losing out and leaving money on the table. 
I published this work in 2015. It is now available for purchase, download, members of the masterclass. Get that book for free. So Letitia saved your money. You're going to get it for free once you complete your registration. But guys, I, I believe in this stuff about sustainability. Today, the church is doing well without us. We've moved to Connecticut. We're doing fine. The church is fine in Philadelphia. Long story short, but it was a lot of pain. And that pain brought me to why I care so much about nonprofits figuring out how to make money, generate money, because your mission matters. Your purpose matters. It matters to you. It matters to the community you're serving. There are people who are waiting for you. With that being said, we're going to pause for a moment. Let me, before I bring guys up to the stage, for the podcast listeners, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, If you ever want to be a part of the live show, just follow me on Clubhouse. Search for Dr. William Clark. Might be Dr. William P. Clark. Yeah, Dr. William P. Clark. Search for me on Clubhouse. Follow me. Search for the Nonprofit Funding Tips Club. Join that. Follow that. And you'll be a part of the live show. Other than that, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. This is Dr. William Clark for the Dr. William Clark Podcast. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. See you, everybody. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. William Clark here. I just wanted to come on really quick and say thank you for listening to another episode of the Dr. William Clark Podcast. We are here to help you uh, simplify your processes so you can triple fundraising results to support the programs that mean so much to you. Would you be so kind to like, comment, and share this particular podcast? We are indebted to you for being faithful listeners to this particular podcast show, and we want to continue to spread uh, this message to other people who can benefit from it. So please share this podcast episode and entire show with your colleagues your friends and people who you know can benefit from this you can connect with us in two ways you can go to drwilliampclark.com again that's drwilliampclark.com or you can visit us at my sixfigurefunding.com again that's my sixfigurefunding.com there you can register for our free upcoming webinar how to triple fundraising results without chasing funders It is possible, and I share with you the secrets on how to do that. Thanks again. We'll see you in the next episode.